Hello and good evening. It's a beautiful Friday or Thursday, depending on when you're listening to this. It is Valentine's Day. I am Dan Van Zalen, producer for this Speaking for Him, and your host is Andrew Gomson. Hello, Dan. Uh, th- this is Andrew, and I'm grateful to be with you guys. Uh, you may be hearing this on the Friday after Valentine's, um, but uh, it still will be relevant because um, love is always relevant. And I, um, even though I am perpetually single, at least to this point, I still find a certain amount of um, I think it's great that that we have Valentine's Day because I think it's good for us to to remember the people that are valuable to us, um, even if we're not in on the romance of the of the day. So today we're going to look at some things associated with Valentine's Day, and then hear a little bit from a letter that. Um, St. Valentine may have written. Um, so we'll get into that uh, as we go. But first, uh, could you give us our quote of the day? Well, of course. Love is our true destiny. We do not find the meaning of life by ourselves alone. We find it with another. Thomas Merton. All right. So I think it's very clear that whatever's, whatever part of life we are in, the reality is that we need each other. Um, and we need um, companionship because we weren't made to walk this road alone. Um, and so that is the main thing that I want you to know uh, because that universal truth um, applies across the board. Whether you or I um, are in a, a committed relationship uh, romantic-wise or whether we are navigating life um as a single believer we still need relationships with one another um so really hope that you will grasp that if you grasp nothing else today um i think it would be good if uh we had dan go through some uh some statistics and some interesting facts about valentine's day um and then I have something very special to share with you. Alrighty, our first Valentine's Day stat. Focus your efforts on single people, just as much as those in relationship. Half of the American population identifies as signal, signal, and of those people, a quarter say they plan to do something for Valentine's Day. On average, a single man will spend $71 during the holiday, and a single woman will spend 40 because apparently women are better at keeping money. All right, and um, I will um, go ahead and talk about number two, which is many people are buying gifts, more people are buying gifts for their friends other than their boyfriends. When people search for Valentine's Day gifts for on Bing.com, 22% fill in husband, 20% type friend, and 17% 17% type boyfriend. So that that to me was an interesting um, stat. And yet they didn't mention anything about girlfriends. Apparently guys don't want to ask. Um, <laughs> or well, just shy. Well, I think – yeah. I, well, I think the 
the gifts that we think about are more for girl for from a guy to a girl are more stereotypical and in some ways easy to figure out. A bunch um, of roses, a card, some chocolates. Yeah. Um, traditional. Whereas on the other hand, uh, for women uh, giving to guys, it might require a little bit more creativity or a little bit more. Uh, forethought. So perhaps that's why the stats are the way they are. And could you read the third one? Oh, indeed. Many people plan to spend money for on their pets for Valentine's Day. In 2016, a reported 19% of people bought Valentine's Day gifts for their furry friends for a total of 681 million. This is from Bing. That's, that's a lot. It is worth mentioning um, that there's over a billion people here in the United States. And even 19% is still a lot of people. Yes. And um, there, there's a lot of things we could talk about as far as that goes, as far as um, the way people treat their pets as family. Um, you know, uh, in part, in some ways that's good, in some ways that's bad. I may explore that a little bit more. In another podcast, because I have some interesting thoughts on that. So you may hear us revisit that. But these are just some stats that um, you might find interesting as you go into the holiday or as you are contemplating the holiday. You've probably already done uh, your shopping because of the timeliness or, or the time that this podcast is being posted but if for some reason you're celebrating late, hopefully um, this gives you some insight and inspiration. So um, now I want to talk a little bit about St. Valentine. Um, and um, there's actually – it's actually very interesting when I was trying to put together some research about St. Valentine, uh, the fact that um, there is possibly more than one Valentine. Um, but here's some some things that I learned about Valentine and for sake of simplicity, um, we are, um, considering that, um, well, both of these facts, uh, most likely refer to the same Valentine. It says one Valentine was a Roman priest and a doctor who was persecuted by the emperor Claudius II for marrying Christian couples. And the main reason that he was upset was because he um, was because he wanted to have a, a powerful standing army, and people that were getting married didn't want to go off to war, and so he wanted to forbid marriage. Um, Another one of the and, crazy Romans. <laughs> but it says that Claudius took a liking. To Valentine, but Valentine overstepped his bounds when he tried to convert the emperor, and Claudius sentenced him to death, and an ugly death at that. Lord suggests that he was beaten and finally beheaded. Beaten, stoned, and beheaded. And some some accounts state that this priest had fallen in love with the blind daughter of his jailer and signed a letter that he wrote to her from your Valentine. Another tale that says after his brutal death, he performed the miracle of restoring the sight um, of his jailer's daughter. Mm-hmm. So I uh, 
what I've done for this next piece that you're about to hear is I've taken some of these facts and I've kind of, or some of these lore or legends and kind of spliced them together to, to write a letter of what it might have felt like, um, what, what, what the, the letter from Valentine might have been like for this girl, Julia, who was, um, who was receiving it. So, cause the legend has it that the reason we give Valentine's is that when he wrote his letter, he, as I said, he, he addressed it to your loving Valentine. So at this time, I want to play for you, um, what that letter might have sounded like all those years ago. All right. My dear Julia, as I sit here contemplating my soon coming execution, I long to see you just once more. Your father has informed me that this is impossible, so this letter will have to do. As I look back over the past several months, I want you to know that your visits have brought sunshine to some otherwise very dreary days. I relished the opportunity to teach you the word of God. Your hunger for truth excited me, and in the process of sharing your joy, I fell deeply in love with you. I was gratified when you reciprocated my feelings. I am so glad God answered our prayers for your eyesight. That means you will be able to read for yourself how I wish I could live out Ephesians 5 with you. Remember the words of the Apostle Paul. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loves his wife loves himself, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished it and cherished it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Ephesians five twenty-one to 31 Sadly, we will never marry. But I pray that you will rejoice in the Lord always and rest in the love of Christ. It is because of his sacrifice that we will see each other again. Remember that God is love. And don't be afraid to embrace earthly love again 
if God brings it across your path. Grace and peace, your loving Valentine. All right, and there you have a um, creative uh, example of what that letter from Julia to Valentine may have been like shortly before he passed away. And um, it's really interesting to think about that kind of love as we uh, are talking about this holiday. A lot of times people say this is just a Hallmark holiday, that it has no real significance. But I think (laughs) if we allow it to remind us of what true love is, then it can be a good thing. In John chapter 15, uh, verse 13, uh, Jesus says, Greater love has no man than this, than that he lay down his life for his friends. And um, he said, uh, then he also says in that passage, you are my friends if you... um, do whatever I command you. And then he says, I, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends because I'm telling you everything that God has communicated to me, uh, will happen. And so I think as we look at this Valentine's day, we can do so in a way that says God is in control and we can be grateful for his love. Even if we're not feeling a whole lot of earthly love, And it's also important to realize that our very capacity to love on earth comes from the love that God has for us. Without his love, we can't hope to love one another. And so uh, that is my encouragement and admonishment to you on this Valentine's Day weekend. I hope that you have a great weekend and that you keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 